Welcome, 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 welcome. Uh, my name is Pete Morgan. This is the Puppy Podcast. It's a podcast where I talk about the lives of our two dogs, four-year-old yellow Labrador Lincoln and about 16-month-old uh, black Labrador Elvis. We do talk about Elvis more because he is the puppy or young dog now. And what, what I do is I share my family's experiences of having a young dog in the house and also a second dog as well. It's also the place where you can get involved as well. If you are listening and you are a prospective puppy owner or you are a new puppy owner or you're a dog owner or you're just a dog lover, get in touch. We all come together. We share our experiences, pleasures, pains, ups, downs, trials and tribulations in the hope that we will all become better puppy and dog owners. If you've got any questions uh, about your dog or your puppy and you think that the Puppy Podcast family can help, do please get in touch. Uh, on the Facebook page uh, at The Puppy Podcast, we're on Instagram, uh, The Puppy Podcast, on Twitter, at Puppy Podcast. Uh, you can email us as well, thepuppypodcast at gmail.com. Um, there's a little bit of an issue with... The website at the moment, thepuppypodcast.com, um, so that's not available, but hopefully it'll be available in about a week's time. Uh, if you're joining us for the very first time, thank you so much, whether you found us uh, via Facebook or iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play. Uh, it's lovely to know that you're there. Thank you so much for choosing The Puppy Podcast. Uh, I would ask that you leave a review if you can. That would be wonderful. Um, because the more reviews we get, uh, it pushes us higher up the kind of charts, which it seems a, a really kind of awful word. Uh, it's a, an awareness thing more than anything else. Uh, more people become aware of us uh, and uh, that we are easier to find. When you put in the word puppy, we will come up higher and higher depending on the reviews that we've got. So whatever you're doing, however you're listening to us, hello, welcome along and welcome to your furry babies as well. Um, we'll start with a little bit of Elvis. What we've done in the past week is we've gone back because I've mentioned that we've had some struggles with him walking and uh, pulling when he walks and getting just far too excitable. So what I've been doing this week is gone back to the absolute basics just because he was getting far too excited about being put on the lead. So we're just working on that at the moment. We're Literally, I'll spend kind of 20 minutes, two or three times a day, just getting him to sit down and I'll put the lead on him. And then maybe we'll get, to, we've got to the end of the drive today. So today's Thursday when I'm recording this. Um, so we got to the end of the drive today and that that has been as far as we have got um, because before he gets a little bit too excited. But he's getting better every time and he's just getting more used to it. Um, and his destructive tendencies as well seem to have died down. I don't know if it was an age thing or just a, a new object. He still takes Joe's slippers out into the garden. Doesn't destroy them, just takes them out into the garden for a, a good chew and he's just walked in there. You all right, baby? What's going on? Eh? They've just had the tea. Elvis and Lincoln have just had the tea. So generally, 
the two of them will come and see us after they've had their tea. And I didn't realise, all dogs do this. When they've had their tea, they will come and see you, whoever's, generally it's whoever served them, and it's to say, thanks, thanks very much for, for my tea, which is nice. Are you okay? Yeah. All right. A very clingy at, uh, at the moment. I mean, he is a real love bug anyway, and just wants, but he, he just, he does seem particularly clingy at the moment. So, uh, uh, and I'm not quite sure what that's about. But we'll talk more about Elvis in a short while. Um, the other night, I was just sat in front of the telly. It was the four of us, myself and Joe and Lincoln and Elvis. And I got an email come through to the puppy podcast at gmail.com. And it was from a gentleman called Tim, Tim Bell. And uh, he, he said some lovely things about the podcast, which is very, very nice, and said that he basically started binge listening uh, at some point last year. And then he mentioned within his, his uh, he actually sent us a little voice message, uh, he mentioned that he's got two lovely 10-month-old puppies. And as soon as he said that, I knew we had to have him on. Because I love, as you know, I love talking about dogs and puppies and speaking to new owners and things like that. So, I spoke to him the other day and I started off by asking him to tell us all about Coco and Darcy. We, um, I think I mentioned to you before, we um, we, we sort of got the puppies uh, shortly after we returned from a holiday. Um, I was... I was listening to the puppy podcast while I was actually laying on the sunbed. I was binge listening actually to uh, all of the episodes to get me up to date whilst I was laying on the sunbed in the Canaries. Um, we had unfortunately prior to going on holiday, you know, a short while before our holiday, we had um, lost our old Yorkie that had been with us for about 14 years. Um, she, she was around two and a bit years old when we got her. So she had a very good long life. Um, and, you know, she was absolutely adored by the family. Um, but unfortunately she passed away. Um, myself and my wife were saying, well, I don't know whether we can put ourselves through this torment again. And then after a couple of weeks of, um, you know, sort of being without a dog, we thought, um, you know, the place is so lonely and we were, we were looking to get a puppy, um, and then we we sort of went to view some different puppies. We wanted to get something that was similar to a Yorkie, um, but my wife didn't want to see, you know, our old Yorkie looking up at her. So um, we decided we might go for a, like a crossbreed, and we'd seen sort of uh, Shih Tzu poodles and Yorkie poodles and that sort of thing. And we we decided to go for a couple of Yorkie poodles. Um, they weren't ready to come away until after we'd got back off of our holiday. So we were, we went on holiday and, um, I was listening to the puppy podcast. And then a week or so after we got back, we went and picked them up. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Because the thing is, you would have, because the thing is, you would have had to go back to being a puppy owner again, which I'm guessing. Well, I don't think you would have ever done it because if if your previous no, we, dog, we yeah. hadn't ever no. <laughs> so how do, how have you found being a, a puppy owner? Well, I was I was listening to lots of info from your shows, <laughs> um, and and you know sort of picking up lots of tips. And um, I remember actually specifically listening to 
the, the bit where you're talking about when you first got Elvis and you were, you know, sort of fencing up different bits of the garden to stop him getting on the, the borders and what have you. And then um, within a few weeks of me getting back home, I was doing exactly the same thing. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I had some good advice, shall we say. Oh, well, that, that's, but, that, um, that's that's very <laughs> kind. Um uh, yeah. So Coco and Darcy, what what are they what are they like? T- tell me a little bit about their personalities. They, um, they're very different, actually. They they look as you've probably seen in the photos, and and there's um, you know they they look very very similar at mm. first glance. Um, there were only actually three puppies in the litter. There was um, our two girls and a boy. Um, and um, they do look very similar, but they're very, very different personalities. Coco's um, very, I would say, when you when you look at her closely, she's very much more Yorkie and poodle. Um, her, her fur isn't quite so curly. Um, she's got a shorter snout. Um, she's sort of, she's very mischievous, though, um, whereas... Darcy is very much more, a little bit more sort of thick set, very curly, um, very curly hair. She's got a longer snout. Her eyes are a little bit closer together. She looks more poodle. Um, and she tends to be, um, she, she's, you can see her sort of working things out more, if you know what I mean. She thinks about things a lot more. Mm. Um, and, and Coco is just, Coco, although she's a little bit smaller, she's definitely in charge. She is, she is the boss, um, and she decides what happens and when. Um, but Darcy is very sort of, you know, steps back and evaluates things a bit more, shall we say. Oh. Well, is there a story they're, behind, they're behind the names at all? Is there why Coco, why Not Darcy? really. No, no, it's just some... Um, we were just thinking of names, and my daughter came up with, um, with both the names. Oddly enough, the... Um, the mother of our two girls um, was actually called Coco as well, oddly enough. But that had no... We'd, we'd already sort of semi-decided on the name. Mm. Um, and, yeah, that's, um, it just turns out that the mum had the same name. Yeah. Well, would you would you recommend the breed, the, the Yorkie Poo, for, for people who are looking to, to take on puppies for the first time? Um, yeah, most certainly. They're very... Um, I mean, like I said, they're, 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 they're lovely little pets, really. They're very loving little dogs, and um, you, they're never normally more than a few feet away from you. They're always nearby, and they, they're very cuddly. They do have their moments where they tear around and, and want to play that's, fight all the time. But That's, yeah. that's all dogs. <laughs> that's all, that's, that's all dogs, that, Tim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but no, they are gorgeous. They're lovely. Oh, that's that's really sweet. Is is there? Um, so, uh, I mean, we said that you were kind of you, you were puppy owners for for the first time. What was the biggest surprise? Would you say about being a a puppy owner? I think really, uh, particularly. I mean, obviously, we we had the two from from the word go. I think the biggest surprise is that how much mischief they can get up to when you're you know how much mischief one of them can get up to when you're watching the other one particularly <laughs> uh, they do, you know they, they shoot off in different directions sometimes and you know it's just it, it's mayhem they have calmed down a little bit now of course yeah, yeah. Um, my wife's done lots of training with them and they you know they they are very very well behaved um, but yeah particularly I think the fact that because we've had two of them it's 
it's hard work. You mm. get double the love, but it is double the trouble as well at times. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So, um, I'm always fascinated. You've been in this position for, as you say, it's about 10 months old, probably just under 10 months now. Yeah, um, yeah. They're, they're actually 10 months old in a few days' time. So, oh, yeah. right, okay. Oh, well, that's lovely. Well, wish them happy 10th mm. month birthday from yeah. my, myself <laughs> and Elvis and Lincoln. Um, yeah. Uh, what is there one piece of advice you would give if anyone's listening to this who's thinking about getting uh, a puppy? Is that what's the one piece of advice you would pass on? I think, um, and, and again, my, my wife's been very busy with training them. I think training is very important, um, particularly with with the Yorkie Poodle and probably with any of the um, sort of Poodle crossbreeds, which are are quite fashionable now, like the Labradoodle and Cockapoos and, and that sort of thing. Um, we we do find they need they need trimming quite often. They're having a haircut sort of anywhere from every sort of six to eight weeks. So obviously bear that in mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think they're absolutely fantastic and I would definitely recommend the Yorkie Poo um, to, to anyone that's interested in having a, a lovely little smaller dog basically it was so so lovely i mean you can clearly hear how much tim and his wife just adore coco and darcy just it was so lovely to speak to them uh, you can find coco and darcy on instagram they have their own account uh, simply titled coco and darcy that's uh, c-o-c-o-a-n-d-d-a-r-c-y uh, and you can check them out there. Go and follow them uh, and check up on their photos as well. That was lovely. Coco and Darcy. Uh, I've also got to thank um, Emma for getting in touch. Uh, she got in touch to say that she is uh, currently on episode eight of the Puppy Podcast and enjoying it. This is episode 60. So she, she's got a fair, fair way to go. And she sent through a beautiful photo of a four-month-old Tibetan terrier called Buzz. She's having a little bit of difficulty with separation anxiety at the moment. And I asked her for some more details. And she said, we've had him for two weeks now. And they're working on leaving him in the living room while he, they go upstairs. And the goal is to have him comfortable in the living room so he'll sleep downstairs and not in uh, Emma's bedroom and she says we've managed to build up to about a minute without him crying she says we've got a crate and we've tried locking him in the crate and letting him cry it out but we don't want the crate to become punishment to him uh, we're not needing to build up to eight hours but we'd like to be able to leave him for a couple of hours without the neighbours complaining and without coming back to a clingy puppy um I, I responded to Emma, and by all means, if you want to get in touch and kind of give your advice on this, what I the first thing I said is that she's going to need an awful lot of patience. And if you're going through this at the moment, patience is going to be key. He's crying. That Buzz is crying because he, he loves you and wants to be near you, or your puppy is crying because they love you and they want to be near you, and they're missing their mother as well. Um, and and that's it's great that he wants to be near you. But the puppy needs to understand that that isn't always the way. Something you can do is to put an old jumper, uh, an old sweater uh, in uh, the crate. Maybe wear it one more time before putting it in there. Don't wash it, whatever you do. And that way, when he's in the crate, it won't feel like punishment anyway, because it's his safe place, because he's not felt 
threatened whilst he's been in there. Um, uh, and that's a, a, a lovely thing. And also with the jumper in there, the sweater that's in there, that's your smell and that will make him feel comforted as well. And before you put him in the crate, before you put your puppy in the crate, give them lots of love and fuss and then leave him for, leave the puppy for half an hour. And it's going to be hard and he's going to cry, but you've got to leave him. What you don't want to do is let the puppy know that if they cry, you will come running. Because if you create that routine, and all dogs just work on routine, if you create that routine, um, he'll use crying for, for other things as well, and he will expect you to come running every time. It's not going to be easy, but you need, as an owner, as a puppy owner, you need to hold your nerve, because your the these puppies look to you as the pack leader. They need a leader, and you've got to step in and be that leader. And I mentioned we had the same thing with, with Elvis, and we just left him to cry the, the the first night. I mean, Lincoln was far worse. Lincoln, I mean, the oh my goodness, we brought him home kind of Saturday afternoon, and he just cried for about 18 hours. And we think that could be why he doesn't bark that much anymore. Because he just got it all out in those 18 hours. Uh, and the way we have it now is uh, Elvis is great on his own for about two, two and a bit hours. Maybe three, if, you know, if, if he's been for a, a big walk earlier on in the day. And what we do before we go out is we put the, the radio on. So there's some noise. And what we what we're trying to do is mask noise of... Cars going by the front of the house or the postman coming and, and moving the letterbox because then he thinks somebody's home. So mask those noise with the radio and then all he's hearing is the radio. And when he's in his crate and the, there's nothing in Elvis's crate because whatever we put in, he would destroy. Um, and he just generally, because we have a little webcam so we can check him if we're out and about. And generally, he just lies down and sleeps. And that's, and that's what he does. Uh, you know, uh, and, uh, so that, that was the, the, the advice I gave to Emma. By all means, if you want to, uh, uh, you know, give the, what worked for you, uh, as an owner, you can get in touch either through the Facebook page, uh, the puppy podcast, or you can email the puppy podcast at gmail.com. Uh, time for dog news. Uh, and first of all, let's start off with United Airlines. Now, I don't know if you heard this story. Uh, this is a French bulldog who died on a flight from Houston to New York. This is only 10 days ago now. And this is because a flight attendant insisted that the dog be placed in its carrier and then put in the overhead bin for the duration of the flight. And when they got to uh, New York and they opened the overhead bin, the dog had died. Which is just awful. I mean, I can't, I can't even begin to work on what my emotions would be in that particular situation. But what's happened is, uh, the CEO of United Airlines, a guy by the name of Oscar Munoz, has uh, stepped up and said, you know what, we, we've made mistakes. Yeah, yeah, you don't say, fella. Uh, and saying that the staff are going to be putting, put through a new training program because they've had a couple of other pet problems. Uh, they recently had to charter a private jet to fly a German shepherd home after it was supposed to be being sent to Kansas 
and it was uh, sent to Japan instead. Say what now? I mean, they're not even... They've both got two A's in them. But apart from that, there's no connection between Japan and Kansas. Um, and also, uh, a United flight made an unplanned landing in Ohio. Oh, me, oh, oh, my, oh, oh, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, after it was discovered that uh, the plane was carrying a dog that had been put on the wrong plane. So United have had a right time of it. But the CEO has stepped up and said, listen, we're going to be making changes. Well, we should be keeping a close eye uh, on that. Obviously, the, what happens in America of being able to take dogs on internal flights doesn't happen in the UK. You cannot take a dog on a plane. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think if you can do it with guide dogs. You must be able to if you have a guide dog. I've just never seen one. Um, I just, I've never been on a plane. I've never been on a flight, mainly because they're international. So you're up there for, you know, a fair number of hours. Um, so it's a little bit unfair to say to that, right, what you need to do, doggy, is you need to tie a knot in it and cross your legs because we are not stopping for anything. We can't stop and let you out. So we'll keep an eye on United Airlines and make sure that they, uh, uh, that uh, they uh, behave themselves in future, and hopefully the uh, the training will take uh, or will uh, have um, have some good effect, have a good effect uh, on uh, on what goes on with their staff when it comes to dealing with dogs. Um, the other story is uh, in Lincolnshire. There has been uh, a couple of cases. I think it's three cases now of parvovirus. Uh, which, as you know, when we've spoken in the past uh, and we've spoken to our tame veterinarian, um, it, it, I mean, it, it's a killer. Uh, and uh, it will kill mainly puppies and old dogs. Uh, it's, I mean, it, it frightens me to even think about it. Uh, but there's been three confirmed cases in Lincolnshire. Uh, and uh, it... it so it's basically, if you're listening in the UK, you need to just keep a close eye on your dog. And it's really simple. To be fair, the symptoms tend to be vomiting and diarrhea with your dog. So you know that is what's going. You know, if that's what's going on, then there's an issue. Get them to your vet. And it, and to be fair, if your dog vomits anyway, because we had this with Lincoln uh, a couple of weeks ago. He vomited and we weren't sure whether he'd just eaten something or he had a bit of a stomach uh, complaint. So the first thing we do is we um, starve for uh, 12 hours, which is what we did. And then we started him on boiled chicken and rice uh, literally a spoonful of it. He ate that and kept that down. And after that, he's been fine. But if he hadn't have been, if he'd have brought that chicken and rice back up straight to the vet, there's no, there's no reason. And again, I, I can't think of anyone who'd be listening to this who wouldn't be aware if their dog had diarrhea and vomiting. And basically what kills the dogs is that they die, they die from dehydration. So, Parvovirus. I mean, obviously, it goes without saying that you should make sure that your puppy is uh, vaccinated because the parvovirus is a vaccination. Make sure they get vaccinated. Make sure they get their boosters. Make sure they get their yearly injections. 
Um, Elvis has had his, and uh, Lincoln's is due, you know, more towards the middle of the year. Uh, but yeah, do watch out for that. Okay, that is this week's news. It's just getting longer and longer. It's just getting longer and longer. That jingle, isn't it? I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't know who composed it, but it's it's a catchy old thing. Um, so Elvis. As I say, we've kind of really gone back to basics and it's been slow work, uh, with him because it's one of the things, any, any trainer will be. And again, if you're listening for the first time, I am no trainer. I am not qualified purely. Everything I say has come about from experience of being the owner of two dogs and speaking to other dog owners. So I have no qualification to, to kind of, train a dog or you know um instruct others how to look after their dogs it's all down to experience um but one of the things that dog trainers will tell you is at the at the beginning kind of reward them when they've done something good but the problem is with elvis when he does something good it's so quick that you, you when you're praising him he, he he's he's already switched to doing something not so good so you've really, you've absolutely got to be on your toes with it. Um, and like I say, for the first couple of days of this week, um, I just had his, it put the lead on him and literally just stood in the hall. And just, because he just, it, it, it was like, I've said this before, it's like trying to walk a kite. And he's just bouncing around and bouncing around and bouncing around and bouncing around. He's so excited, bouncing around. And it, so I just put the lead on until he calmed down. And then I took the lead off. And then I put the lead back on again and waited till he calmed down. Uh, and then, you know, just walked up to the front door and then walked back. And, you know, and it's, it is, it's baby steps. It's slow work. Um, but it's just trying to calm him down because that, that really is the, the thing now. If we can just deal with his excitable nature, which is lovely and there's an aspect of it which is wonderful, but there's also an aspect of it which frightens some people particularly those who are not mad on dogs particularly big dogs because they are labradors you know they're a fair size um so we just want to kind of have him have him calm and it's working he's great he's good at training um but we you've got to keep it up and that's where we failed in the past and that's where we failed elvis in the past by not keeping it up but i'm making a concerted effort uh, to really get into it now. Um, it's still barking at, at various things that uh, appear. Uh, although I had, uh, I put a video of horses, because he, he loves to bark at horses when they come on the telly. I put a video of horses on my phone and showed it to him, and he just didn't notice at all. And so I don't know if he could register it. I don't know if he could see it properly or not. However, when he came into our, uh, we've got like a back room here where, we kind of call it the library, but it's really not. It's got a couple of bookcases in it. Um, but my mum and dad bought us a little bust of Charles Dickens. Uh, and again, don't think anything too grand. It's a little bust of Charles Dickens that goes on top of a, um, a chest of drawers. And uh, Elvis saw it for the first time and barked his head off at it. I told him, you can't bark at Charles Dickens. That's It's just not allowed. He needs to sort himself Needs to sort himself out. Um, so yeah, so we, we're carrying on with that, um, and carrying on with just getting the training, 
um, going, uh, you know, and really kind of slow work. But generally, I mean, he's an absolute dream. Um, you know, the past couple of weeks, I've mentioned in the past that I've started a new business. So I'm trying to get that off the ground. So it's networking and coffees and phone calls and, you know, doing all that kind of thing when you try to start a new business. And my wife is incredibly busy. Um, so they've been really, really patient, uh, that we've not been around as much in the evening and kind of, you know, we've not been as let's sit on the sofa and be a lovey, happy family because we've just been kind of working and stuff. Uh, but they've been brilliant with that. They really have. Um, you know, and, uh, and yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll click. It'll come. It will work. And as I said to Emma earlier on, and I say to you, if you are a puppy owner that is struggling at the moment and finding it all a little bit overwhelming, patience is the key because it will all come right. You become and they will become. Um, if you want to get in touch, and I love it if you do, uh, if you want to nominate your dog to be Puppy Dog of the Week, which I think we might have a Puppy Dog of the Week next week. I think I, I saw an email come in earlier on, and I think that's exactly what it is. Um, if you want to nominate, then you can. You can go uh, and send us an email uh, for Puppy Dog of the Week. Uh, the puppy podcast at gmail.com you can also get in touch with us on the facebook page at the puppy podcast on twitter at puppy podcast or on instagram the puppy podcast uh you can go to the website in a few days time don't go there at the moment um because there's a, a just a, a bit of an issue that i'm trying to sort out and seeing as i don't know anything about websites what i mean is I'm speaking to some people who know how to sort it out, so that should be okay in the next few days. Uh, you can subscribe to the Puppy Podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play, and all good podcast apps. Uh, this has been a Monkey Pants production. Thank you so, so much for listening. It really does mean an awful lot. I hope you've had a good week. I hope your furry babies have had a good week. And I'll see you next week. Next week.